0: Welcome to Freedom for Anyone Ministry Podcast. Here at FAM, we believe that no matter who you are, where you come from, or what you've done, freedom is waiting on you through the work of Jesus Christ. We hope that you are blessed by this week's message. Chapter 1. Mm. Walking up here and I hear this stage creaking. That's that's never a good feeling. <laughs> Go to the book of Psalms, chapter 1. Mm. It's a loud creak, too. Can't even keep it to myself. <laughs> chapter 1. title of this sermon this morning is, Blessed is the Man. Blessed is the man. Which also includes women. Amen, somebody. Blessed is the person. We're going to read through the book of Psalm chapter 1. And I want to just bring out a few things that God gave to me. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man. I'm reading the King James Version if you want to know. (laughs) You're welcome. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Blessed is the man. That's the first thing I want to point out to you this morning. It does not say blessed is the president. Blessed is the pastor, blessed is the deacon, blessed is the whoever. It says blessed is the man, whoever it is, the person that will obey God. Blessed is the person that will obey God. Sometimes we think that God only blesses people with titles. That is not the case. I promise you that's not the case. God will bless the person, the individual, the young man, the young woman. The older person, lady, man, doesn't matter. God will bless the individual who obeys them. He says, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sin. Do you see the progression? I want you to pay attention. When you read the word of God, pay real close attention to what it's saying to you. Because in this first verse, it is showing you the progression of a person who is taking their life for granted in God. It's showing you the person who has not given themselves over to the will of God. It's showing you a person that's been influenced by this world in which we live. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not so first you're walking. Right? Right? You're walking, you you you're strolling. You're strolling, but you're in the council of the ungodly. Then it says you stop and you stand. You notice that. You you were walking, you were walking, but now you're standing. You didn't stood still, you didn't got comfortable. You didn't got comfortable, you got comfortable. Huh? In the way of sinners, nor sitting the seat. So now you went from walking to standing, to sitting. Do you see the progression of how we can get comfortable in this world in which we live? The Bible says, blessed is the man that does not do these things. You don't don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Well, how do I know, Pastor? How do I know what the counsel of the ungodly is? You don't have to know all the ins and outs of the ungodly. You just have to know what is godly. When you know what is godly, it by the definition of godly will show you what is ungodly. I don't have to know what all not to do as long as God tells me what I should do. And when I begin to obey what I should do, it'll help me navigate around what I should not do. Being faithful to my wife means I won't commit adultery. See that? See how that works? Because I'm faithful to her, I don't have to worry about not doing that. I'm active in my relationship with her and God. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Sometimes we get confused. You say, well, I don't know all this and I don't know all that. Anybody know what a hammer is? Raise your hand you know what a hammer is. Okay, cool. Everybody in here knows what a hammer is. You know how a hammer works? Not to hit your spouse. No, that's not do you know you know how it's supposed to work, right? You know how a hammer's supposed to work. Anybody know um, what a router is? Okay, you people in the middle, put your hand down. I ain't talking to y'all. Everybody else, I'm talking to you, not y'all. You woodworking folks in the middle. See, um, everybody in here knows how to use a hammer. You know what a hammer is. You know the function of it. You know what it's supposed to do. You don't know what a router is. You've probably never seen one, haven't watched anybody use one. And so you're looking at the router and you're looking at the hammer and, and somebody's asking you to put a nail in a piece of wood. And you say, well, I don't know what this router does. I don't know what it's for. You don't have to. Do you have a hammer? Do you know what the hammer's supposed to do? When you know what the hammer is and how it's supposed to operate, you don't have to worry about the router. That's, that's my point. Practical example. Just real quick for all the teachers in the house. I don't know if I failed or succeeded in that. You can tell me. And then you could also explain to me if it was an analogy or simile because sometimes I get those mixed up. Anyway, thank you so much. So it says you begin to walk in agreement with the ungodly. You begin to walk in agreement with those that go contrary to the way of God. See, in this world in which we live, y'all, you got to be real careful. It's real easy. It's real easy because everything is about emotion now. Everything is about how we feel. If it feels right, it must be right. If it feels right, it must be right. I don't know anybody watched TMZ every now and again. I guess I'm I'm just being honest. And I, I saw the other day, um, somebody rushed Dave Chappelle on stage. You know, it and whatever happened, happened after that. But it was about how he felt. He felt like the comedian. I don't watch him anymore. I used to. I shouldn't have said some things, I suppose. And so he ran up on stage based on how he was feeling. And them feelings taught him a real good lesson. Don't run up on the stage again. <laughs> In this world in which we live, it's all about how we feel. And so the world will tell you if it feels right, it must be right. And if it feels like it's conflicting you or constricting you in some way, then it must be wrong, but that's not the way it is because narrow is the way. Narrow is the way. It's tight being in a narrow space. Trust me, I know. I'm a big dude. So when you're in a narrow space, when you're in a narrow place, you're going to feel a little tight. It is a little uncomfortable, but that does not mean you're going the wrong way. Oftentimes, it means you're going the right way. Oftentimes it means you're going the way less desired, the road less traveled. Nobody wants to go the way of righteousness. We always want to do what's easy, what's easy, what feels good, what's easy. But let me tell you something about this gospel. It is not easy, nor does it always feel good, but it's what's right, Right, period. It's what's right. Mm -hmm. You all know, you've seen people who uh, succumb to their emotions, and it might feel good, but it's still wrong. Right, absolutely. It's still wrong. When I was in the world, before God changed me, delivered me, sanctified me, if somebody put their hands on me. Mm-hmm. Was, a- amen. Thank you for <laughs> finishing the sermon. And let me tell you something. I enjoyed it. I'm being honest with you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed fighting. That was my thing. I liked it before the UFC came about. It was, so it felt good to my flesh, but it was wrong according to God's word. Do you think that God's going to reward you because of how it feels? No. He's going to reward you based on your adherence to his word, period. Amen. He's not going to say, "Oh, well done, thy good and faithful servant who had a lot of feelings." Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful. Over a few things. What I asked you to do, you've been faithful over those few things. Now because of that, I can entrust you with greater things. Anybody got kids? Anybody got children? You ask your kids, you say, clean up your room. Clean up your room. They, They don't do it. Even the husbands, the wives are looking at us like, you don't do it either. So so you ask them, you say, clean up your room. And what happens is as they show you that they're able to obey your word, you give them more. You give them more. Now, what do you call a child that don't obey but still gets? Spoiled. 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 Spoiled spoiled you call a child that still gets what it's asking for even though it doesn't obey you call it spoiled and let me tell you something about God he ain't spoiling nobody Amen. he ain't spoiling you he ain't spoiling me either you are gonna obey and be blessed with more or you are gonna disobey and get what it comes come with disobedience oh man I'm, I'm supposed to go through this whole psalm and I'm on the first verse y'all stick with me But, conjunction, junction, but, but every time in the word of God, when you see those three letters, I've told you before, whatever came before it changes now. We're looking at, we're looking at something different. He says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night. What are you meditating on? You, you want to know why? Can I, I'm going to help somebody. Do you want to know why you feel depressed? Because you meditate on the things that make you sad. Uh-huh. Do you want to know why you're anxious? It's because you're meditating on the things you feel like you cannot do. You're meditating on the wrong thing. But the word of the Lord to you and me is meditate on my word day and night. Yeah. Don't meditate on how you feel because how you feel changes. But meditate on my word. What did I say about you? What did I say about your children? What did I say about your marriage? What did I say about your job? What did I say about your health? Meditate on what I said, not, not how you feel. Because how you feel changes with the wind. I don't care where it's going. Whatever you wake up on Friday, you feel good because you're getting paid and you ain't got to see them kids no more this week. But oh, here come Monday morning. Monday. First week of school. Second week, third week, probably about the middle of the year is where I want to talk to you teachers. Uh, When you just say, forget the blazer, I ain't even wearing socks. Uh, I hear somebody preaching. Tino, is that you? amen? Tino, preach it to me. Uh, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. What pleases the blessed man. You want to be blessed? What pleases the blessed man is to meditate on the word of the Lord. Not, not meditate on television, not meditate on work tomorrow, not meditate on how you can get wealthy, not meditate on how you can look better or what your clothes look like, even though mine are pretty fly this morning. I, it's not, don't meditate on that. You meditate on the word day and night. Day and night. When I wake up in the morning, it's the word. When I'm walking through my job throughout the day, it's the word. When I lay down at night, it's the word. Do you know why? Do you know who the word is? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. I'm telling you, when you meditate on Jesus, you'll begin to receive the thing you can't receive without it. So you're not just meditating on the Logos word. You're not just meditating on what was written. You're meditating on who he really is. The essence of God. What is God? He is love. He is holy. He is high. He is set apart. Nobody like him. He is victorious. We are seated together in heavenly places. By Christ Jesus I have the victory. I'm not worried about my co-workers. i worried about you. God bless you. God bless you and all the other folks don't like me. I love y'all. I love y'all. Huh? And to the federal employees that I work with, I, you know, God bless y'all. will be gone soon. <laughs> Jesus told, not Jesus, excuse me, the, the, the Lord told Joshua. He says, as Joshua is taking over to go into the promised land, I want to I tell you something about this promised land. This promised land that God had made for his people that God had ordained for the children of Israel that was flowing with milk and honey, guess what was in the promised land? Giants. A lot of times, y'all, we think that to get to the promised land means we're finished. We made it to the promised land. I'm done. I, I gave my life to God. That's it. I came to church. It's over. My fight is over. I want to tell you sometime, when you get to the promised land, that's when the real fight begins. That's that's when the heat really get turned up. That's when you start to feel the real fire because now you're going contrary to the way of the world. You're you're no longer walking in the way of sinners. You're going contrary. You're going contrary. And you start to feel that current. And you have to try to push against the current now. And it's a little more difficult because you're so used to flowing with everybody else. But now you're trying to walk in the way of the Lord Do the will of God. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not comfortable. Uh, I'm telling you, a lot of times it will try you. Uh, I, I, my wife reminded me of a song this morning. Uh, um, uh, I don't feel no ways tired. I, I, nobody told me the road would be easy. Nobody. Who told you that this Christian life was going to be easy? Who told you that? Who lied to you and told you that? Some preacher lied to you, and I, I'm going to apologize for all pastors and preachers. That lied to people and told them when you come to Jesus, every one of your problems gets fixed, and you imma- you, Im- you immediately become a millionaire, and you never get sick. And you- I want to apologize to you. I want because pro- that's not the word of God. Uh, that's not the word of God. Jesus said these words. He says, "In the world, you will have trouble." In, this is Jesus talking. He says, in the world, you will have tribulation. But blessed is the man that meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. Blessed is the man that meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. Blessed is the person that don't move with circumstance. Blessed is the person that don't move with how they feel. Blessed is the person. The Bible says he shall be like a tree planted. Yeah. Trees planted. Trees planted planted by by the river of water jesus is often referred to as the living water you gotta see what the word is trying to show he said you're gonna be like a tree planted by jesus and whatever you need you can get from him it's it's not just any old water jesus told the woman at the well he said this water that i give to you you'll never thirst again so the tree that's planted by the rivers of living water will never be thirsty again because the living water will always produce What the tree needs. What do you need this morning? Somebody said, Pastor, I need joy. Well, the Bible says that in him is the fullness of joy. Somebody this morning said, Pastor, I need peace. Uh, the Bible says that he that keepeth him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because they trust in him. Somebody said, Pastor, I need protection. As I quoted, he said, the Lord kept me. He sustained me. The name of the Lord is a high tower. We run to it and we're safe. I need safety. What do you need? What is it that you need? What is it that you're searching for? Why are you still in the world? What has it ever done for you? What has the world done for you? Huh? What has, what has sitting in the seat of the scornful ever gotten you? Tr- hey Amen. Y'all preaching to me. Trouble. Trouble. Drama. Yes. Yes. Unnecessary drama. My, my wife. I, if she's not here, I can talk about it. And it's the only, this is cathartic. This is the only time I can get it out. My wife, my wife, I love her with all my heart, but she she likes to watch drama. Like, she, for fun. I don't understand it, I don't understand it. Uh, she want me to watch some movie called Precious. I, uh, and I, I, I said, okay, but then I went not watch the trailer. No, no. No, you know why I don't want to go watch that for fun? Because I live that in reality. So I don't want to go watch drama because all my life I grew up with drama. Give me a comedy. Sci-fi. Something to take my mind off of all this nonsense. Mm? All you sisters out there, I know y'all, This Is Us and Grey's Anatomy. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Every week, every week, somebody got to go off of Grey's Anatomy. But he meditates on the word day and night. The Bible says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I want you to understand the word of God is not just using those words for nothing. The, the word of the Lord is a lamp to my feet. What is a lamp? A lamp illuminates a small space to my feet, to my feet. And then your word is a light to my path. It's like the difference between a lamp and the sun. See, the lamp can only show you so much in front of you. But when that sun come out, you see everything you have to do in everywhere because you're following the word of the Lord. That word, you wanna, you wanna live holy? You wanna live righteous? You want peace? That word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That word have I hid in my heart. Where are you putting the word of God? Is it going in one and or the other? Uh, one in I read, I read my Bible, but I don't really, I'm not meditating. Uh, the reason I keep talking about teachers is because I got like a whole section over here. Teachers, parents, God bless you, my sister. I'm going to introduce myself at the church. <laughs> you, you tell somebody something to help them. You say, hey, do this, 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 and this. You instruct them, right? And if they don't go home and study what you've instructed them, they come back the next day like you hadn't instructed them at all. And it gets frustrating when you have to keep explaining the same thing over and over and over again. I told y'all before, that used to be me. And I used to see on my teachers' faces frustration. I told you. My teachers, I could see it. It looked like they were sucking on lemons. And, and my teachers would be saying, Son, I'm a teacher. You need a tutor. Two different things. <laughs> Two different things. Hmm? Jesus, he told them, so I'm the word. See, it's about a relationship with him. It's about a relationship. God told Joshua, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. He said, but you shall observe to do everything that's written therein. He said "And you're going to make your way prosperous and you're going to have good success. Joshua, there are giants over there, Joshua, but you still can make your way prosperous. You still can have good success, Joshua, if you will (laughs) meditate on my word, Joshua, if you'll study my word day and night, if you'll read it like you want to get rich off of it. You ever see somebody play the lotto? Faithful to the lotto. Faithful. Up at the store, 2 o'clock in the morning, a jacket, basketball short, and Crocs standing in front of you at 7-Eleven. Faithfully, faithfully playing them numbers. Because they have something in them that tells them, one of these days, I'm going to hit You've seen them at 7-Eleven. you seen them at 7-Eleven. And then they can't just do the numbers. they got to get some lotto tickets. Let me get two. Let me get five. Let me get eight. And that's okay. And like I told y'all, if you go to Vegas and you hit, just come on back with your ties and offerings, please. Come on, come on back, Saints. Come on back. Don't get lost in Vegas. What, stay, what happens in Vegas, don't stay in Vegas. And come home back to temple and give his tithes and offerings amen. Verse, oh man, you can clap that's alright verse 3 and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit his fruit in his season and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season hmm when you, when you really are walking in the way of God, you recognize that not every season is your season. That's right. That's right. That bringeth forth his fruit, and you also recognize that you ain't like everybody else. Uh-huh. See, we always trying to be like everybody else. I, I used to have this problem where I wanted to be like other pastors, other preachers, but, but there is no anointing for Keith trying to be like somebody else. So, so I, he bring forth his fruit in his season. Not every season is your season. Uh, so, so there is a fruit-bearing season. There's a moment where you do have fruit for days. Anybody? You you just seem like you was blessed on blessed on blessed. Hashtag blessed. Every time you turn around, you were blessed. You were getting called for promotions. You were getting checks in the mail. You were just blessed, huh? But then all of a sudden, it come to a season body passes away, unexpectedly. You go to cut your car on, it don't work. Brand new car sometime Push the button, nothing. Bank account, got a negative and a red, it's red. Anybody ever, I, okay, you don't have to say it. You're, I have seen the, I've seen the red. Uh, I, I've been in the red before. I told you we, me and my wife were at Red Lobster, ironically. Red Lobster. And, and we're sitting there eating I ordered my food. I'm sitting there eating good, you know, dipping my Cheddar Bay biscuits in my ranch because right. you can't have it without ranch. Must be with ranch. It's, it's, a, it's a law. You have So I'm sitting there eating enjoying myself, and all of a sudden I get the little bloop-loop, bloop-loop. I pick up my phone because I think it's somebody I know, and it's old Bank of America. I told my wife, well, girl, this card ain't going to work tonight. We better search through all the other cards we got to see if we can. And this is when I was younger wasn't my season I was in a rough season I was in a tough season but, but watch this y'all watch this y'all the bible says and his leaf shall not wither so, so even though I don't have fruit The the fact that my leaves are not withering means I'm still getting what I need so that when my season comes, I'm able to bear the fruit that I'm supposed to. But when my season comes, I'm able to bear the fruit I'm supposed to bear. I'm not always chasing other people's seasons, and I'm not always chasing other people's fruits. I recognize that I have my own season, and I have my own fruit, and God's going to bless it at it's right. You have, as the Bible called it, the fruit of the spirit. uh Jesus said you will know a tree by the fruit that it bears. Huh? I I, I have fruit because I'm planted by the river of water. Mm -hmm. Huh? I want to show you something real quick. I'm going to try to be fast. Yeah, I'm going to try to be fast at this point. I'm sorry, but I want you to see the contrast now. We talked about the the, the the blessed is the man that does the right thing, right? I, I hope I've made that clear to you, the person that does the right thing. I want to show you the person that does the opposite. Okay. The, the word of God shows you a contrast, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but they are like the shaft. know what the chaff is that's right if you if you ever seen somebody I believe it's wheat and they're threshing the wheat and they would throw the wheat up so that they could separate the edible stuff from the no good stuff see the word of God is talking about don't miss the contrast it says that the, the man that obeys the word, meditates on the word, is like a tree planted, but then the ungodly is like the shaft. Come on now. Right. You see the difference, the contrast. Between the two, one of them is firm, strong, planted, unmovable, unshakable, might bend, but never break. One by the water, the other is thrown up, and the wind drives it away. I don't want wind to be able to move me. I want wind to maybe bend me, but never break me. You can't break me. I'm like a tree, Satan. You can't break me the wind, the wind, the wind gonna come, the wind's gonna come and it's gonna blow and it's gonna push up against you Jesus called it a house house the winds came and the floods came and descended and beat up on that house that was built on the sand and great was the fall of it but he that builds on the firm foundation who is the firm foundation Jesus is the firm foundation. I build my life on the word of God. It is a firm foundation. I told you before, Peter did not step out on water. Peter stepped out on the word. Uh Lord, if it be you bid me to come. Jesus said, come. Boom. There it is. I'm walking to Jesus on the word come. The Lord will speak a word in your life. The Lord will speak a word in your life. But but you gotta get in that word though. You gotta get in that word though. You gotta meditate on the word. You gotta gotta open that Bible. Listen to me. I know it's a little archaic. It's a good West $2 word. And it's a little archaic. But you gotta open that King James New Living Translation, NIV, NLT, whatever it be, you gotta open that thing up. What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? You know why? Because he said, the heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. I want you to get in my word that's steady, that's stable, consistent, solid. I want you to get in the word. I want you to get in the word and you begin to read the word, and the, the word begins to transform you. It begins to change you. It begins to make you who you're supposed to be. Anybody anybody in this church ever had somebody speak something negative to them? Huh? Oh, somebody said all the time. Somebody says something to you. I'm going to give you a little story, give you an example. Just how 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 the word, how word, how what we hear, what, as well as what we say and what we read impacts our lives. There's a man whose house catches on fire. Right? In a Temple, I believe it was, or Rogers, one of the two. I can't remember. House catches on fire, and unfortunately. His family is in the house. See, so you, you you're blessed his family, his wife, and his children. And when the uh, fire department approaches, the police approach, the man is frozen in front of his home. He's he's frozen. He's standing there frozen. Not not because he don't love them, but he's just shocked house is on fire the house eventually burns down and somebody somebody judged the man and they walked up to him and they gave him a rubber chicken a, a rubber chicken you ever see the rubber chickens? they, they gave him a rubber chicken they say you, you should have went in and got your family you're a chicken they gave him a rubber chicken And the man walked around the city for years holding on to the rubber chicken going it had messed with his mind so bad that he walked around holding the the, the representation of what they called him. See a word from people. The word, it can mess with you. It can mess you up. It can really damage you. But see the word of God The word of God, as much as that word from a person brought death to him, the word of God is life and it'll bring life into you and it'll change you. You want somebody in your family to be changed? I want you to speak the word to them. The the man told Jesus, he said, you don't have to come touch my servant. Just speak the word. See, when you have confidence in God's word, you'll begin to speak the word. And you won't worry about the outcome. Lord, your word says, your, your word says, your word says, if I touch and pray, your word says, if I believe and I work, your word says. And then God will begin to show you how powerful his word is. I'm telling you from experience, I'm telling you from experience, God's word moves mountains. You will say to this mountain, Jesus didn't say you'll push this mountain. He didn't say you'll excavate this mountain. He says you'll say to this mountain, get up and move. I don't care how big you are, mountain. I don't care how long you've been there, mountain. If I speak the right word to you, you'll get up and you'll move. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is sharp. The word of God is quick. The word of God will move things that nothing else can move. The word of God. I told you Ezekiel is standing there, and the Bible says he said, "Prophesy to the dry bones." Prophesy what I said, and the word of the Lord was, he said, "I prophesied as I was commanded," and I begin to see a shaking, and I begin to see the bone come together, bone with its bone. I, I begin to prophesy. He said, "Prophesy." Man to prophesy. He said, and I prophesy as I was commanded. I I spoke what God told me to speak. I begin to rehearse what the Lord said. I was a copycat, and I begin to see something happen as a result of that. Jesus said some stuff. You gotta say some stuff. I'm I'm gonna speak something into you. You're not a loser, period. You're not a failure. Your best days are not behind you. The devil is a lie. I hear that all the time. Especially with my sisters. My sisters, they struggle with that all the time. Best days are behind me. That's a lie. Huh? If you come into Jesus and you're walking according to the will of God and the word of God, your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are ahead of you. Anybody believe that? Your best days are ahead of you. If you begin to do the will of God, your best days are ahead of you. I don't care what has happened in your life. I don't care what's going on in your past. I got a past too. You got a few days, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it. Hmm? Man, I, wanna, I really want to get into a whole lot more of this. But I done yelled and spit at y'all for the last 30 minutes. I don't want to hold you hostage. I want you to understand the, the beauty of meditating on God's word, the power that it has. You can read whatever books you want to. But there's nothing like God's word. I'm not I'm not against books. I think books are good. I think books are really good. I'm reading the book myself. Several of them. I try to read it all the time. I try. I try. You good for you, but the word of God is not just words, it not, it's not just logos, right? Written down on paper, papyrus back then. It's alive, it's living, it moves, it transforms. It cha- is your faith being uh, attacked. Get in the word, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God. If you need faith don't go watch television get in the word you'll never have faith being around people that don't have faith you'll never have joy being around people that don't have joy you'll never you'll never have it you got to get with somebody that got it huh you ever see somebody say I'm gonna get rich so I'm gonna go hang out with all the broke folks <laughs> hmm? they, they, I'm, I want to be I want to be in shape, so I'm going to go hang out at Dairy Queen. That's my problem. That's my problem. <laughs> nah, man. Nah. The Bible says, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Yes. Who you hang around with and what you let into you matters. Yeah, that's right. Huh? You got to be careful. You got to be careful even with regular TV. I know I said I was going to stop talking. I'm going to pass y'all. <laughs> be patient with me. Uh, um, I was watching TV the other day. I was watching TV the other day. I wasn't really watching, but, you know, it was playing in the background. And um, it was a, uh, well, what commercial was it? It was, uh, I think it was Fitbit. Fitbit. Now, I got a Fitbit. I don't use it. But I have it. And, and, and uh, the, 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 the music was playing, and the man was kicking, and he was saying uh, something about, uh, this is how you find joy. This is how you, you have power. It's in the way you love and in the way you move and it's in yourself. That's a lie from the devil. That sounds good. Empowerment. It's not in yourself. It's in the Lord. It's in the Lord. But somebody's watching that and they're thinking, oh, I'm going to go get me a Fitbit and I'm going to kick like the man is and I'm going to have joy. Then when the band break off the thing in two weeks, you ain't going to have joy no more. You're not going to have power no more because now you're not, obeying, you're, not, you're, not, you're not able to obey the edict of the Fitbit commercial. But when you, when you obey God's word that is forever settled, forever settled, never fails, uh, never ever, you find joy for real. You you find, let me tell you, let me tell you this. The last thing I say, last thing, I promise. Deal, deal, okay. Y'all didn't say nothing, but I know what you're thinking. You have a whole lot more to do with your joy and your peace than you know. You, listen. Listen. It's a lot more about decisions than it is about happenings. You can, I can preach to you till I'm blue in the face. but unless you make the decision to have joy in Jesus, in Jesus, there will be no joy. And you'll blame me or you'll blame your job or you'll blame your husband. you'll blame, you'll blame your health blame, whatever. But the issue is, is it was never in that to begin with. You got to do the work. Go home. Do the work. Get in the word, Do the work. You, you, you parents and teachers, y'all told kids that before, you got to do the work. You can't just come in and expect through, through osmosis to receive everything. You got to go home and do the work. Doing the work don't feel good. Doing the work is work work. It can be annoying. It can be trying. It can be frustrating. It can be discouraging. But if you do the work, you'll get the results from the work you put in. Stand to your feet with me. Stand to your feet with me. Right, that's it. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm done. Blessed is the man Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Listen, listen. Fight to do the will of God. Fight to do the will of God. Like you fight for your check. Oh, if saints only fought for Jesus like they do for that check. Huh? I can't miss work. I can't miss it. I got to go. Got to go. You've been shocked eight times. I know. Give me some give me some Vaseline and some ibuprofen. I'll make it. God wants to do something great in your life. God wants to do something great in this church. Amen. But we have to yield to him. We have to submit to his way. And what is his way? It's in his word. Ah, revelation. Give me ah, revelation. Get in the word. You'll get a revelation. I I need somebody to prophesy to me. I need a prophecy. I got a more sure word of prophecy. I ain't going to prophesy to you. I mean, mostly because I'm not a prophet. I don't have that ability. But even if I did, the word of God will speak when I can't. It'll tell you where you're going wrong. It'll tell you what to do, what not to do, who to hang out with. Sisters, you want a good husband? It'll tell you what he looks like. He's not going to tell you he's going to be six foot two. You know, caramel complexion, match pretty well. He ain't going to show you all that. But it will show you. It will show you he'll have character, he'll obey the word of God, it'll show you he's humble. He's a giver. He, he'll sacrifice. He'll love you like Christ loved the church. It'll show you what your husband's men, you're looking for a wife. It'll show you what she is. A man that find a wife, find a good thing. She's in the market and she's doing this and that. It'll show you. It'll show you. You don't have no friends. it shows. The Bible says if you want friends, show yourself friendly. It's, it's all here. I promise. There is no red pill, Neo. No red pill here. You gotta go home and do the work. You gotta get on them knees. You gotta talk to this God. You gotta be faithful to his word and come and worship in his house, wherever that is for you. Amen. This morning, I normally don't do this, but sometimes every now and again when the Holy Ghost speaks to me, I do it. There is. And I know this might seem like a very general statement because of the time in which we live, but I'm not operating under generality right now. That's a word. Somebody, multiple people, in this church, in this room, you're fighting with your faith and you're fighting with depression. Big time. You know I'm telling you the truth. I'm not a prophet. I'm not pretending to be one. But the Lord does speak. Your faith. Your faith. And you're fighting with depression like a big dog, like heavy. I want you to come and I'll pray with you today. Please don't let these eyeballs stop you. Come and I'll pray with you. Big time. Heavy. All the way. Come on. Come on. Please. The depression is heavy. It's heavy. Your faith is in question. Because God, how is it that I feel this way when I know you? It don't add up. Somebody's questioning. I'm not trying to be funny, I'm not trying to be, somebody's questioning life. For real, like, life. How do I do this? How do I get up one more day? How do I keep doing this every day? I'm tired, right? I'm tired. I hear that, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. But the Lord is able. He's able. He's able. Amen? I'm going to pray over them. I want you out there to pray with me, please. Don't look at who's up here. Don't worry about it. Just pray with me for them, because this might be you real soon. The Lord is able. Let's pray. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person here. Lord, I pray, God. Take away the sorrow, God in the name of Jesus the sorrow just getting out of the bed in the morning the fight for Jesus, the fight God to continue I want to give up sometimes it don't even feel worth it in the name of Jesus God. Touch God. deliver give newness of life restore the joy of your salvation in the name of Jesus move Lord for every person up here that came by faith believing in you now give them the strength that they need God to go back and to seek your face in your word God give them the courage the fortitude The ability, God, to fight through everything that they have to fight through throughout the week. Lord, to seek your face, God, even for a minute. There's life in you, Jesus. There's life in you. You said we will live and not die. You have life for them, God, I pray. You bless them today, God. Drive out the depression, Lord. And increase their faith. Increase their faith by your word. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the victory in every life represented here. Amen and amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and what he's done. Come on, for what he's done, for what he's done for these people. Uh, it's not a game. It's not a joke. I've been depressed. I know what it's like. I know what it feels like to feel like if it would just be better if I was not here. Life would be better for everybody if I was just not here. I told y'all my testimony. I stood on the edge of the bridge just thinking, let's just go ahead and be done. Because I'm tired. I'm tired. Mama, can you come here, please? You and Joe? Come on. No, no. Not you, Mr. Mitchell. Mama Issa. I call her mama.